0: Warning the following podcast has been rated listener R due to strong language, violent situations, drug references, sexual innuendos, and who knows what else. Listener discretion is advised. With that being said, hang on, sugar tits, because we're about to get wobbled. What is going on guys it's clayton wobble elliott back with the let's get wobbled podcast hey listen up we're going to go ahead and get a few things out of the way to start this episode so that way you guys aren't confused with what to expect today number one as you can probably hear through the microphone i am sick have been sick for probably three or four days now i think it's just the change in the weather and the allergies and stuff everybody's getting it um I just didn't want to take a chance and get somebody else sick or try to plan a podcast episode with somebody and take a chance that me coming around them just in case it, if it is something other than allergies and stuff like that. Um, getting better each day for sure. I have been feeling a lot better here recently, um, but still just super congested uh, sinus headaches stuff like that. Everything is just going around. Everybody knows what it is. It, it always happens this time around the year. But I feel like ever since the COVID outbreak, everybody thinks the smallest sniffle is COVID. So they're super panicked about it and they go to urgent care, they get a test done, all this stuff. You know, it, it's just crazy to think that before the COVID stuff started, somebody would get a sniffle or something like that. And it was nothing. It was just, it is what it is. I'm going to ride this out and everything's going to be fun. But, yeah, just trying to fight that off with some vitamin C, some uh, Mucinex, uh, DayQuil, NyQuil, cough drops. I've been eating cough drops like they're candy, but just trying to work through that, trying to get everything back on track so we can get a regular episode out to you guys. Um, I'm recording this last minute. It is Tuesday right now, and my episodes drop Wednesday morning, so I knew I was behind the eight ball on this and I'm like, you know, I just, I have to get something recorded. Even though I don't feel the greatest, I still feel like my listeners have always been dedicated listeners. They expect me to drop an episode and it's not like I couldn't drop an episode. It was just trying to find a topic that I could cover by myself. So we're going to try to figure out how we can do that today and try to keep it um, something that you guys can enjoy listening to at the same time as well. Um, The second thing that I wanted to touch on today, the topic that I want to talk about today is not really normal for the podcast. When I created this podcast, I did not want it to be anything political or religious, and I don't think I'm going to get into any religious or politic topics uh, today, but there is a court case that's going on that I'm going to touch on today and just bring up a few facts, some things that I find interesting. Um, And you guys may have heard of the court case before, but we'll get into that later. I just wanted to let you guys know that this is not a political podcast. We're not going to go out and support politics or deny politics or bash other parties or whatever, even though there's sometimes I may like to. I don't feel like that's a good base uh, for a podcast. You know, it's not really the right place for it, I don't think. So I'll keep my personal beliefs to myself when it comes to politics, and I'll let everybody feel the way they want to feel, whatever whatever makes you happy makes me happy so but we'll start the episode off like we always do you don't know what grinds my fucking gears sporting events professional and college sporting events just grinds my gears in general um i got the privilege to go to a cleveland browns game uh sunday this was actually before i started feeling this bad i, I was feeling kind of rough but It wasn't bad enough where I didn't think I couldn't go. Uh, Steven's son got perfect attendance in school and got his name put in for a drawing at the school. And his name got drawn for four free tickets to the Browns and Patriots game. Now, if you are a Browns fan, you guys already know that wasn't a game at all. If you watched it at all. But we were still excited. We wanted to go. They were free tickets. We weren't going to turn it down. So we decided to go. We've made this plan. We're going to get up early. We're going to make sure we get there plenty of time so we can park, find a decent parking spot, still get in the stadium, get something to eat, whatever, do our thing. So from where we live, it's about a two hour drive. We drive up. They've got interstate shutdown. They've got, it's just a mess trying to find a place to park, which we knew it. We figured it would be, but we didn't figure the only parking that we could find available was in a some back alley lot in the middle of fucking nowhere that charged us $60. And we're like, this is ridiculous. Like, $60 to park a car for a football game? Like, come on now. But that's just it. They got you by the balls. What are you going to do? You know, the street has a limit on the parking meters. You can only park for two hours there. And they were towing cars left and right while we were down there. I'm like, man, this is crazy for a football game you know so we bit the bullet and there was a bunch of people pulling in there so we just assumed like you know these people are okay paying it we're not we're tired of looking we've looked for 45 minutes or better for a parking spot we're tired of making circles around Cleveland so we decide to park um get out of the car walk into the football stadium find a roundabout where our seats are then we decide okay the kids haven't eaten yet so we're gonna get them something to eat I'm going to grab a beer because I'm going to kick this fucking party off. Right. And, uh, paid $11 for one domestic beer. And I'm like, come on now. I mean, I know beers are expensive when you go out to events like that. I get that. But $11 for a a beer. Man, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I understand they got to make their money, but it's just, Anytime you go to a sporting event like that, I mean, the food was expensive. The beer was expensive. Anything that you get is expensive. You might as well just make the whole trip of it and call it all expensive. But it was nice to go, even though the Browns lost. I'm not even a huge Browns fan. I don't really follow the NFL much. But I do like going to events like that just once just to experience it. It's really cool to experience and be a part of. So, I'm glad that we went. We had a good time, even though, like I said, the Browns lost. Now, we enjoyed our time. We leave the stadium. As we're coming out, we go back to this janky parking lot, and everybody's leaving at this point, even though we left early from the game. Everybody knew the game was out of hand. Everybody started leaving, so we knew it was going to be difficult trying to get out also. We probably waited an hour, maybe an hour and a half, just to get out of downtown Cleveland because as the Browns game was tying up people were coming in town to Cleveland to watch the Guardians and the Yankees play so just traffic everywhere it felt like they were turning two lane roads into four lane roads I mean just just so crowded and people trying to get to their vehicles and everybody trying to move out at once and people not letting people in some people letting people in and just It was hectic. I mean, I'm so glad Stevens was driving, because if I was, it probably would have been ugly. But that just does, it grinds my gears of how expensive those things are. I mean, Jesus, what? I don't know where they can charge that much. I mean, I know they, like I said, they got you by the balls. What else are you going to do? Because you can't bring any alcohol into the stadium. You can't bring anything into the stadium anymore, you know? It's absolutely ridiculous. So they know that you're going to have, it's the same way with airports, I feel like. You know, they they know you can't bring shit in. So if you want to have shit while you're here, you're going to pay a pretty penny for it. And I, I think that's fucking retarded in my opinion. Call me stupid if you want, but I don't like paying $20 for fucking beer and food. Yeah, you know, one beer and food that didn't even fill me up. So, but that's just my opinion on it. It is what it is. Nothing I can do to change it now like I said I enjoyed myself I'm glad we went I'm glad we had a good time I'm just glad that it's over (laughs) and I could uh, I came home that night I said I was starting to feel kind of bad and I crashed hard it was just rough and uh didn't know what to do I was like man I hope I can just sleep this off and everything's going to be fine and everything will be good but it didn't just slowly got worse from there haven't been feeling the greatest even since then so Hopefully things start taking a change and I start feeling better soon. I know even at work people have been calling off left and right because everybody's getting the same stuff, and uh, it just gets you down. It's hard to keep moving forward when you feel like this, believe me. Another thing that I want to touch base on too and talk about, um, I know Stevens and I have definitely talked about, it seems like when life finally, when you get finally caught up in life and everything feels like it's going good and everything Seems like it's falling into place for you. You're starting to get into a routine and feeling how things are supposed to go and you're all caught up with your financial situation and stuff and everything's going the way you want it. It always seems like life has another wrinkle to throw at you, right, when you finally get everything set up and ready to go. Um, this morning I normally don't get up until nine thirty, ten o'clock, working second shift now. Um but here lately I've been getting up around that time and my brother comes in early in the morning. He normally doesn't wake me up when he goes to work. Normally, he just goes, and I don't even know that he's gone. Uh, but he comes in my room, wakes me up this morning. And he's like, hey, can I, can I take your truck to work this morning? And I'm like, I, at first, he just wakes me up out of nowhere. So, of course, I'm like, absolutely not. You know, I, I have to go to work, too, dude. Sorry, but, you know, take your car or whatever. And uh, from what information I gathered while I was asleep, yeah, I guess he was going down the interstate. Uh, his car started to overheat. Uh, He was trying to get it pulled over and try to figure out why it was overheating. As he was pulling off to the side of the road, he claimed he heard a loud pop. He got the car off the side of the road, popped the hood, and there was oil everywhere underneath the hood. He said he was upset, completely distraught, didn't know what to think or what to do. Uh, Called a towing company to have them tow his car to the closest local shop that we have around here. Um, Came back and was just trying to find a way to work. And unfortunately, he couldn't take my truck because I had to go to work. We have conflicting hours and stuff. But uh, I got up this morning, saw he was asleep there on the couch. So I asked him, hey, what's going on? Did you find anything out? Whatever. Uh, He told me he called the shop and the shop told him it's going to be like three weeks before they can even take a look at it. So it's just crazy how, like I said, we felt like we had everything under control. Everything was starting to go good for us. We felt like, you know, we finally got, everything back on track to where it needed to be next thing you know something else comes up and just puts us in a bind so we're both trying to figure out how we can make things work and try to figure out what's going to work out best for the both of us because like i said him and i have conflicting schedules so it's not like he can take my vehicle bring it back i can take the vehicle bring it back and back and forth so it's just it's really weird how it seems like it works out that way all the time but we've always found a way to figure out how we're going to make it work. And I'm sure we will on this one just have some game planning and some other things we'll have to take care of and some in-house stuff that we can get worked out. But I think right now we're trying to look for a new shop uh, that we can take this to, to try to get it worked on quicker, uh, try to find a faster solution other than just letting it sit. Cause it's going to be extremely difficult. If it's three weeks out, you know, it's it's going to be difficult to figure out what we're going to do for three weeks you know i'd rather try to find somebody else that we can get it to and get it looked at as fast as possible but i also know how the world works too i know that it's extremely difficult when you're busy you're busy you know you can't blame the shop they're busy they can't they can't help it they've got other things they got priorities they have to take care of people that have been waiting to get their shit fixed so once again just a crazy world that we live in and just trying to figure out what god has in plan for us and what we can do to figure out how to overcome this next hurdle. I'm trying to let the situation defy us. We're gonna handle adversity, figure out what we're gonna do from here and move forward in that aspect. so try to figure out what we're gonna do there, but like I said, it just it all came crashing down this morning and it seems like this last weekend with me being sick, my brother's car going down, I think he's starting to get what I'm getting. I heard him coughing around this morning. you know if it's if it's not one thing, it feels like another anymore. Just trying to keep our heads above water. <laughs> Sometimes I know that's hard to do, but now the final thing that I want to talk about and bring up on this podcast, and like I said, I'm not trying to get political or anything, so I'm gonna try to keep politics out of it per se, but I think this is very interesting, and it's something that I've been keeping up with, um, over the the past week or so that it's been going on. Um, if you guys don't know anything about it, um, there's a court case active right now. It is, um, the state of Wisconsin versus Daryl Brooks, and Daryl Brooks is the man accused of driving through the Waukesha Christmas parade in Wisconsin. Uh, I think it was a couple years ago, maybe, maybe a year or so ago. I don't even remember the, the date when it happened. Um, but anyway, this this man is is facing 76 criminal charges, including six counts of first degree intentional homicide, um, along with injuring in dozens of other people and from what i have gathered from this case this gentleman obviously looking at a lengthy sentence i mean it, it's obvious that if convicted this guy's going to do at least six life terms but throughout the entire process of working with his attorneys getting everything the way he wanted set up and everything Just a few days before the trial started, Mr. Brooks thought it was a good idea to fire his counsel and represent himself in this matter. And, though I know that it is your right as a a U.S. citizen, you know, it's read to you in your Miranda rights. You have the right to an attorney. If you can't afford one, the court will assign one to you. It is also your right to defend yourself in a trial but let me put this in perspective for anybody that doesn't know much about, you know, anything about a legal system or anything like that. Let's just say you are put in this gentleman's position. It is in your best interest to let the professionals do their job. You know, where this guy thinks he can get off by working a better case himself is beyond me. Um, I think it's, I'm not going to say, I would like to say ignorant. You know, it's a very arrogant, ignorant move that this guy's trying to do this himself. You know, why bring a? I I made the reference to a Stevens uh, Sunday when we went to the football game. Why would you bring a stick to a gunfight? Why are you, Why would you think that it would be okay to do that? You know, why not let the professionals do what the professionals are paid to do? Why not? Mr. Brooks claimed that he didn't feel like they had his best interest in mind. What is your best interest? You know, to try to prove you innocent. Well, at what point do we stop trying to prove you innocent and start trying to get maybe lesser of a sentence? You know, but he he claims that he can he can handle himself and feels like he can. And I've watched the court cases over this time that it's it's happened it's been live streamed all over youtube that's actually how i found out about it i watch a lot of youtube and i found out that the court case was on youtube and i've been watching these court cases and this guy just does not fucking know what the fuck he's talking about i mean i i don't want to i want to give the guy somewhat credit just for trying but i mean this guy's wasting these jurors time he's wasting the prosecution side he's wasting their time it's just It's ridiculous, in my opinion. And this guy has all these notes that his previous lawyers left him. Okay, they're going to call these witnesses. These are the questions you need to ask them. Okay? They've put boxes and boxes of paperwork in front of him. And then, when it's his turn or his time, he blames the judge because he doesn't have the proper paperwork. Which, in fact, I'm sure he probably does and doesn't have it filed correctly. Or, I also know, How difficult it is when you're in some sort of detainee, or I know how difficult it is to get paperwork in any kind of paperwork that you want. I mean, anybody knows how long shit takes to come in the mail if you need something, you know. So, this guy is blaming the court. You know, I don't have this, I don't know where this is, I've never heard of this. It's probably in your paperwork that you have no idea what you're looking at, you know. Then just a couple days ago, he's like, well, I've never been offered a plea bargain, which they've said multiple times that the plea bargain is in his paperwork, which he has to file the correct paperwork to then change his plea. This this guy just continues to ramble, and he does ask the questions, I think, because you can tell he's reading verbatim what his lawyers originally drew up for him for the questions to ask as he's cross-examining the state's witnesses. But as soon as he's done with that, he feels like he wants the court to know that he believes in his mind that the state is not allowed to press charges on him. He feels like there has to be a complaint in the matter filed by another person. So every every cross-examination he's done, he asks the same questions. Do you remember who subpoenaed you to be here in court today? And everybody either says, well, I don't know, or they say, yeah, the, the state of Wisconsin or the DA's office. Well, then he, he, he immediately fires back with, do you know if there's a specific person that filed a complaint in this matter? Do you know the state of Wisconsin? Have you ever talked to the state of Wisconsin? Is the state of Wisconsin a person or is it an entity? And the judge continuously, which I don't know how she's doing it. If you've ever seen any of these, these proceedings with this court case on YouTube, she is extremely patient with him for the last fucking, what seems like two weeks. I don't know if it has been that long yet or not. But she has been extremely patient with him. She has been, you know, trying to let him ask the right questions, but she, the the prosecution table does object, and she will sustain it, and she will have him ask a different question or move on to a different topic because he's misstating the law. He's thinking what he believes is right, but outside of that, it just does not stick for him. And I I honestly believe in my heart that this guy is trying his hardest to get a hung jury. He's trying so hard just to baffle these fucking people enough and fuck with their minds just enough to where he can get a hung jury or they don't uh, just trying to figure out what his game plan really is. And then he gets upset. And then, while the, um, every time the prosecution asks, any question he objects to to whatever grounds he wants to object to or whatever sounds good in his head i believe and it's it's just it's almost annoying to watch i couldn't imagine being a juror in that trial or being in that courtroom you know i mean they the prosecution could ask their witness something as simple as do you remember where you were on this date of the the waukesha christmas parade that this guy ran all these people over Well, I object, Your Honor. what's the relevance here? The relevance is they want to know where the fuck they were when you hit all these fucking people. And and they says and they overrule it and the the witness answers the question. And then the very next question is, okay, did you attend the parade? Oh, I object. There's no fucking relevance in that either. You know, this guy objects to every single question that they ask. And I all I, I believe that this guy really does not know anything about the law at all. He's already tried and saying that uh, he wants a change of venue. He believes that the uh, judge has a a conflict of interest in the case and has something in the outcome of the case and how how it's supposed to come out, which he's filed the proper paperwork for. And they've noted that for the record. But, I mean, this guy just he probably doesn't have any chance better of winning a court case than anybody else. Joe Schmo off the street would, you know. In my opinion, this guy definitely should have taken uh, help in this court case. He, he should have let the attorneys, the lawyers, should have let those people do what they know how to do. I mean, it, why wouldn't you go and prepared for a fight like this? You know, you you're looking at the rest of your life as is at jeopardy here. How you're going to spend the rest of your life, and yet you're just going to sit and go by the wayside and just go, "Eh, we're going to sling it by the seat of our pants and fucking see what happens. You know, that's just ridiculous to me. Why would you do that? Why are you wasting all these people's time and trying to baffle them with bullshit over your life, you know? I really hope that this case does come to an end soon. I feel like it's it would be important for these people to understand that, you know, what he's doing. I would be afraid that this guy would get a hung jury or this guy does somehow get what he wants and gets a lighter sentence for what he did. There's no mistaking what he did. He also, that's another thing that bugs the fuck out of me and it grinds my gears, really. The defendant, he's standing at the defense table um, and people address him by his name, as I feel like they have every right to, especially the witnesses. They were like, no, I I saw you standing on my porch or I saw you in your vehicle driving through the parade. Well, he does not consent to be called you. He does not consent to be called his name, which is Daryl Brooks. He demands to be called a third-party interviewer in the case. He's not representing anybody. He's just fighting the case, which is confusing as fuck to what I believe would be the jurors. I'm like, you know, every time somebody mentions his name, he objects. I do not consent to be called that name, nor have I, blah, 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 you know? Which they know that you're defending yourself. It's obvious. I mean, you've made that point extremely clear. You know, I don't understand where they, where this guy gets his rocks off at. But like I said, I hope that with the best interest of the jury, with the best interest in the families involved, with the best interest in the people that were killed and the families that were affected by this, that the the trial does eventually somehow in some way speed up the court case does go through and everything is filed. I'll be following up with it just for the simple fact that I want to see this guy trip over his tongue more often than what he's doing and listen to him make himself sound like more of an idiot than what he really is, which is not hard for this guy, it seems like. In my opinion, you know, you may feel some different way if you've seen anything about it. But my advice to anybody, I mean, if you ever get hemmed up in a situation like that, let the professionals do what they're made to do. You know, when I took my concealed carry clap, I knew very good damn well that if I were to ever self-defend myself, I would probably be put in handcuffs just because of the simple fact that I defended myself. I know that I'm perfectly okay with that. You know, that's what the law, if they, if they have to do that, they say that's their job or their duty. So be it. I am all for that. But I am also told, you know, if that ever does happen. You holster your weapon, whatever, so be it. When they show up, yes, sir, my name is such and such. My social security number is this? If you need any more information about my person, I will give you that. Any other questions pertaining to anything else, I'm going to get a lawyer. Lawyer up. Those guys are, that. that's their job. Their lawyers are made to fight for you. Whether you believe that or not, they are. They're way more trained and experienced than what just Joe Schmo or I, or maybe even you, are said ought to be. You know, why would we call in a professional baseball player to play in a professional football game? Why would we call in somebody who has trained to do something and take them out of their element and do something completely different? Or why would we call Joe Schmo off the street corner, who likes to stand there from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., panhandling money on the side of the road, to, hey, why don't you? come do this for me or whatever you know especially when your life's at stake you know when your life's at stake why why would you not want somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about but who am i to say it's not my business in it i just i think that this is ridiculous and like i said i'm going to keep following on the court case i hope you guys maybe have seen something about it or i hope that you may have learned something about it and have struck interest in it and want to learn more about it but like I said it's just the shit that's been going on in my week um but I'm sorry guys it is a short episode it's not I'm sure it's not exactly what you wanted the humor may not have been there like it like it has been I promise we'll get these episodes back rolling up in the way they should be as soon as I start feeling a little bit better I'm having to go through this episode right now already as it is and edit out all the coughing and sniffling just so that way there's not a bunch of dead air in the podcast and like I said I'm recording this last minute too so I'm gonna have to try to Get this all set up so that way you guys can still listen to it Wednesday morning. But once again, guys, I thank you so much for being dedicated listeners. I'm gonna get some merchandise set up. I've already got some magnets that I have ordered. I have those in. Uh looking at possibly getting some keychains made, probably of the Let's Get Wobbled Podcast Emblem. Uh just some other small things that my my uh my guests might want or some of the listeners might like. I'm also gonna do some more advertisement locally. I'm thinking about printing out some flyers or uh, maybe some business cards or something. Just to try to get my name out local because the numbers on the podcast are just really low. Uh, trying to figure out what my my listeners like best. That way I can tend to their needs more. But it is extremely difficult because we haven't had anybody reach out and tell us what they like or what they dislike about the podcast. Or if there's a direction they would like to see us go. Um, I'm still just working off the cusp of what I feel like is right. and. It may not be. Um, Somebody had also mentioned uh, getting back on topic with having a topic of the episode about how we feel about a certain subject. So we might get back on the topic of that while tying a little bit of comedy into it. Maybe less of a story time episode, more of just like a, a, uh, a topic episode, trying to pick a topic and stay focused on the topic while still bunny trailing and having some comedy tied in, but not just making it a story time podcast. Thank you again for all the uh, all the dedicated listeners, the guys that message me all the time and telling me that they are listening. I really appreciate you guys. You guys are the greatest. Um, this podcast would be nothing without you listeners. Those of you guys that want to reach out uh, to the podcast, you can reach out via my link tree. That will take you to the Facebook page where you can message my Facebook personally or the podcast Facebook page personally. And you can make suggestions about what you feel like you'd like to hear or if you feel like the podcast runs too long or it doesn't run long enough or you feel like we're losing sight of what uh we wanted to try to do in the in the past you know just anything that you guys can reach out and say if you want to be a guest on the podcast reach out i will come to you if we have a good topic to talk about and you feel like that that's something that you would like to get heard if you have an experience you'd like to talk about or some topic that you would want to listen to or to have answered or anything like that you guys can reach out my personal facebook page if you cannot find the podcast facebook page because i know some people said it's difficult to find that my personal facebook page is clayton wobble elliott you can search that up friend me send me messages however you need to get a hold of me that way i also have a tiktok account a instagram account uh, all podcast related any way that you guys can reach out i would definitely appreciate any feedback that I get from anyone, I would take that widely into consideration because, like I said, you guys are what makes this podcast what it is. You know, I'm the one that records it and puts down all the uh, content. But if it wasn't for you guys listening, I wouldn't do it. There's no need to do it if nobody's going to listen. Luckily, I still have people that love listening to the episode. I'm not giving up anytime soon. I'm going to work through the bugs. Um, like I said, when life gets you down and life trying to throws a, kind of throws a wrinkle at you, um, It gets difficult and it makes you question, you know, how do I move forward from this? You know, how do you handle that adversity? And by all means, I'm going to take hold of these reins and I'm going to keep handling adversity and keep doing my thing and just keep making this work. And that's the way that I intend on doing it until the wheels fall off of this thing. So once again, thank you guys for supporting the podcast like you do. I really appreciate that. If you could reach out in any way, shape or form, find a way to reach out. And your comments and concerns will definitely be heard and taken into consideration. But until next time, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys listening with me being sick and just sticking with me even while I'm down. I promise we'll come back hopefully next week, be stronger than ever and put out a great episode for you guys. But like I said, I wanted to put something out there for you. So you still had something to listen to because you guys are dedicated listeners. Who am I to sit down and say, well, I'm not going to put anything out. Well, I wasn't going to make you wait another week for an episode. So thanks again, guys. And until next time, stay wobbled.